Welcome to the Wow Marriage Podcast. In our marriage, we had a blast in the whoa, this is awesome phase, struggled and endured through the what was I thinking phase, and fought hard to get to the wow marriage we have today. It's our goal to share with you some practical tools, biblical principles, and help you reach the wow marriage and stay there. So buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a great ride. Now let's get going. Hey guys, we want to welcome you back to Radcliffe, Kentucky, right here at Abundant Life Church for our 2023 Marriage Conference, February 17th through 19th. Come one, come all. So you know, come and have your dancing shoes on. We're going to have so much fun with the after party. We're also going to have translations. So, hermanos, firmense para que disfruten también en la conferencia. This year's conference theme is Covenant is Greater Than Contract. Not only are you going to hear from the WOW Marriage team, but guess he's back. Pastor Terry Lynn Scott will be speaking Friday night. No matter if you've been married five minutes or 50 years, it doesn't matter. A marriage conference can help anyone. Make sure you join us. Go to the website, alcky.com. Click on that marriage conference icon and get registered today. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the WOW Marriage Podcast. You know, this is going to be part two of what to do after a betrayal. You know, in the last podcast, we gave you some specifics of some uh, a situation that we went through in our lives. And, you know, one thing that we did to help us get through as far as, you know, forgiveness and, and belief. And, and the just, healing part. Yes. Though, because and, it's and, a process. We were very consistent saying you got to go through the painful process of the healing. Right. Not the forgiveness. The forgiveness mm-hmm. is a decision you take right away. Right away. Right. But I, I love the way you was able to open up and share with our audience what did we do Mm -hmm. and how you felt and how I felt. And we have to be open so we can help people. Right. And, you know, a big thing about that is this openness, you know, it has to be non-retribution. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you open your heart and you reveal something, you know, to your husband or to your wife, please, you can't hold that against them. Oh, yeah. You know, you cannot go back and say, well, this happened before. You said the same thing because those things do not get you over into the healing process because you're trying to judge that person's sin based on what you think or how you feel, what you know to be right. And it's not up to you to judge, you know, and to forgive sin. It is to a certain extent, but you have to leave that up to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God will cause that forgiveness and he will cause that reconciliation and that healing to come if you appropriate the word the right way. Yeah. With your forgiveness. One of the points that I, I, we mentioned last time, and I think it's valuable to mention it again, that if you're the one with that issue, it could be finances, it could be lost, it could be uh, that you're running your mouth constantly, talking secrets. <laughs> Revealing secrets to detail, someone else. That's a betrayal. Yes, If it I'm is. talking to you about something that's very painful to me, and then I find out that so-and-so know about it, and I only talk, to, and it happened in marriage. How do I trust you? How we we continue this healing? How do we overcome this right. betrayal? Because mm-hmm. that's the way I would be feeling. Like, man, you broke my trust. Betrayal is you broke my trust. I mm-hmm. trusted you that you will right. hold this, this between just you and me. So one of the things uh, we mentioned last time was that I had done for my personal life is keeping yourself in a short leash. Yes. Mm-hmm. And let's say we already talked about the adultery part that I will not go to certain place that would cause me to to see the scent or even some TV show they talk about adultery and because you know a lot of time Hollywood glorify that lifestyle. Amen. Yeah. So um we have to to uh 
keep ourselves in a short leash. Let's say, for example, if I'm the one who's doing the betrayal and spending money that we don't have, that's another type yes, of finance that, betrayal. Yeah. So I'm probably going to cause me to surrender my credit cards or mm-hmm. surrender my checkbook until I'm able to... And it's not that you corrected me. It's that we help. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're pretty strong on the finances. Right. Maybe you are real mm-hmm. good on not spending the money. Right. And you see, uh, you know uh, what my Maria just said about surrendering your, her credit card or the checkbook. It's 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 about working together. Amen. You know, so that you don't fall into this pitfall again. It's working together, you know, to understand, hey, you know, babe, I messed up in this part. Mm-hmm. You know, let's work together to get through it. So as part of what I'm going to do to help out in this is, you know, I'm going to relinquish, you know, uh, my credit cards and my checkbook for a while because I got a problem with shopping. Exactly. And I'm always spending money, you know, buying shoes and watches and things like that. So <laughs> That would be you, you know? <laughs> not me, believe it or not. I'm not a shopaholic here. No, you're not a shopaholic. But you like, to, you're mm-hmm. nice, you like nice things. However, we have found that good balance where now we both have grown a little bit and we know not to spend what we do not have. Right. And the Word of God also tells us, honey, in Philippians, that make not confident for the flesh. I think sometimes pride and flesh kind of go together <laughs> because a lot of times we say, we say stuff like, I got this. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to help me. I know I'm an adult. I'm right. 30 years old. I'm 40 years old. You don't need to keep me in check. when it, No, we all need accountability. We Don't feel like they attack you. Humble yourself. I'm sure yeah. in some areas you're very good at mm-hmm. and you're going to help me out. In some areas, I'm very good at, and I'm going to help you mm-hmm. out. Right, so, and you know mm-hmm. that's uh, that's key. Humility is a big factor here. Humility, mm-hmm. humility. I'm sorry, is the key to success because if you constantly think, you know, I've got it together or I can do this, but you constantly make the same mistake, you don't have it together, mm-hmm. and you're going to need help getting through it. And your wife, your husband, your best friend, your partner in life is the best person designed to help you, you know, get through that because you know each other intimately and you should be able to work through these issues. And you, so they um, won't happen again. So, so it won't happen again. Yes, exactly. Keep yourself and, in a short leash. Not only will it come to adultery. You know, I like this young lady from our church who say, when I'm going to um, text a male in, uh, in our church, I do a group message and I included my husband. Mm-hmm. That's keeping yourself in the short leash. Right. That's keeping yourself guarding. Like, hey, I'm not going to put myself in that position. Mm-hmm. That me and this young man or this guy are texting back and forth mm-hmm. constantly. And my husband don't know what we're talking about. Right. And, and then, you know, it's also like um, you're, you're, you're judging the sin. I mean, a few episodes back, you know, we said the things that you do in marriage, you know, may not be sin per se, but it just may be outside of the covenant. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, if if I have to text, you know, um, a young lady or a woman in the church, you know, I will do the group text and send and put Maria in there. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing right with that except stand within the covenant mm-hmm. because it alleviates any room for the flesh. Exactly. Why exactly. are you texting this woman? Well, it's none of your business. Well, you That's know what? what we start. all yeah, we all have to protect our our, our testimony. We have to protect our ministry. We have to protect our marriage and our we life. And just cuts out every room forever for someone to say to say, you know, something negative about it. So my wife is aware, you know, and even if you this is what I'm saying about staying within the covenant, even if you don't feel it's wrong when you're doing something and it causes a wedge to be formed between you and your husband and your wife, it's outside of the covenant. 
Because why would you continue to do something that's going to cause harm or division within your marriage, within your home? Just do what you can for each other to help them to keep the lines of communication open and to not give room for the flesh. Yeah. Don't set yourself for failure. Exactly. Don't set yourself up for failure. <laughs> Don't think you're above temptation. Many of us think that way. Mm-hmm. I got this. I can I can go, especially if you already failed before. We're talking about what to do after betrayal. Exactly. If I just know an area that I'm not that strong, that doesn't make me worse. It just makes there's an area that God's still working on me. And if I know that that I'm going to go to with my friend to the store and I'm just window shopping and I'm going to fall out to shop again, don't do, go out for a cup of coffee instead of mm-hmm. window shopping because yeah. it's going to cost you to spend money that you don't have. It's going to cost mm-hmm. another argument. Right. And, you know, these may not be issues that you are dealing with in your life or in your marriage. But the thing is, is you cannot trivialize anything. You know, everything has to be purposeful in your marriage. All the decisions that you make have to have an end result that benefits both of you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it may, you may be dealing with a, a broader issue, something that we haven't brought up or something that we won't bring up in here. But as long as, as you have that established covenant and you stay within the confines mm-hmm. of your agreement mm-hmm. and don't break it, you know, then, you know, you're going to get through the situation. You're going to overcome it. There's going to be forgiveness. There's going to be healing. And then also another thing is, you know, speaking the word of God over your husband or your wife. Yeah, you that's going to, what to do them. when? Start confessing the word. Right. Your words are powerful. I know it sounds at times cliche, but you know what? Speak it until it comes to reality. You either bring death or life into your tongue. We cannot be lightly about the word that comes out of our mouth. Oh, you always mm-hmm. gonna spend money. You know you're not good with spending money. Mm-hmm. You know you have a woman problem. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you got a woman problem, a lust problem. You know, speak the words of life or, or edification. You know, exhortation of you, you know, yeah. yeah. The Proverbs thirty-one woman. I mean, my wife is a Proverbs thirty-one woman. You know, she 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 she's virtuous. You know, she. You know, oh, go ahead, with, baby. Uh, yeah, cool points. <laughs> you know, she. You know, she does things. You know, for me, in line with the word of God, she builds me up. She makes me feel good. You know, I'm speaking that over her, yeah. you know, and and it's pulling out of her what's in her. Mm-hmm. It's helping me to understand, you know, her better and help me to love her because I'm acknowledging and I'm speaking and I'm confessing what I want her to be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not like, you know, uh, uh, running around here like a, a, a harlot, you know, you know, cunning of heart and, you know, having all different kind of things going on in life. But no, this is my beautiful, my Proverbs 31 woman. You know, her, her value is more precious than rubies. You know, you know, her delight is in me. You know, I'm always satisfied. I shall always be satisfied with her breast. You know, she's the wife. She's the wife. Of, yeah. She's the wife of my youth. Amen. You know, she's my partner. You know, she's my helpmate. She's everything that God designed her to be in my life. That's a benefit to me. Amen. That's what I speak over her. Even when we're angry or upset, you know, you know, I don't do or say things that I did in the past. I don't call her names. I don't think back of, you know, what you did before bring trying to justify, laundry, yeah. yeah, bring up dirty laundry or trying to justify my actions, you know, Based on what she did, that's justifying what I said, or I have the right to because you did X, Y, or Z. You know, I know we're talking about what to do here after betrayal. 
Let's also say what you shouldn't do after betrayal. Yes. You know, there's some things only the Holy Spirit can do. Many spouse in the effort to try to fix you because you betray me now, I'm going to give you a silent treatment. Now, mm. I'm not going to cook dinner or now um, I'm not going to open up to you anymore. Whatever, you know, there have been many times when, when we try to be God. Mm-hmm. Many times when we turn, I'm going to bring the punishment. Yeah. And we need to leave room for the wrath of God. We need to leave room to allow God what only he can do. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, that goes back to, you know, the first Corinthians 13 is love chapter. You know, you know, it doesn't count wrong. doesn't hold grudges. You know, love is merciful. You know, love is kind, you know, and, you know, you should not allow yourself to get over into, um, grudgefulness mm-hmm. you know and 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 just ho- just holding the grudge and payback and mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, um tit for tat so to speak mm-hmm. you know um you always have to understand um what is right within you to do because god has a portion amount of grace to each and every one of us mm-hmm. and you know the grace and the mercy the compassion the love the kindness that we all want and desire mm-hmm. has to be given to our spouse. To the spouse. You can only reap what you saw. You know, the word of God say um, in Second Corinthians 7, 10, that godly sorrow lead us to repentance. repentance. So many times, <clears throat> yes, we want our spouse to feel bad for what they have done. But there are going to be times where they feel so justified to do what they have done. Mm-hmm. And I know it's upsetting. I know it's uh, hurtful. But at the end of the day, the only one who can cause that person to truly repent is the work of the Holy Spirit. So right. you have to leave room for, for the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do. No matter how much you try to punish that person or make them feel bad because you're so frustrated, you know one thing, you are a Christian, and if you sow into the flesh, you reap into death. Your mm-hmm. marriage will end up dissolved. And it's very, divorce is very painful. Sometimes it's the only solution, but it's very painful. We have witnessed time after time again. Yes, you can come back. Yes, you can rebuild, but why not fix it? Right. And so yeah, God can get all the glory. And, you know, I mean, even in a divorce, <laughs> you are going into the next marriage. So you're bringing all of your baggage because with you. Because you didn't you. deal with it before. You know, you're you bringing all with, your yeah. baggage with you. And, and what you what you left your previous marriage under you have that on the agenda for your new marriage or for your new relationship. So it's like, you know, um, if we divorce after adultery, you know, you go in and say, well, my wife, my new wife is probably going to commit adultery. So I have my eye looking out for that. I'm set up for that. Because you never you know, got healed from right, that. You never got healed from it. So what you have to do is, you know, you can either do the correcting or let God do it. And now, you know, what we've experienced in life, you know, through 32 years of marriage is I think we found out that when we allow God to do the correcting, it works out just a little bit better than what we wanted to be. Honey, I wish when we had this argument automatically, uh, the Holy Spirit, there are times we Mm -hmm. rise up and help us to do the right thing. But that's why when you have been betrayed, it's very important you take time for yourself and God. Mm-hmm. What to do when when you have betrayed? Take a time to pour out your heart and your pain to God, and to make every effort to understand it, to have a revelation that He is your healer, like we say in the in the in the last podcast. Because <clears throat> if you don't do that, 
you let's say it doesn't never get healed. I mean, it, your marriage doesn't get restored, but you always need the healing. Yes. No matter what in life, whether you get divorced or stay together, you will not be able to go on in life if the pain is still there. Right. The pain is still there. And right? you, can, you, you, you can't because you're always going to be focused in on that. And you can you tell know? when people are going through the oh, they're not healed. They're still attacking their husband through face media, like throwing little stuff like, you know, like I'm not saying who, but you, you know, you're not better than me. Junk like that. Mm -hmm. All that causes probably is in you, not in the other person, because you are not healed. Right. And sometimes we get so upset, like my mom got divorced, and she was so upset that my dad was able to move on, and she did it. Mm. Because for some reason, she thought she, she was punishing him. For years, yeah. She thought she was punishing him. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, she didn't seek the healing that she needed. Or the to, part of getting healed is to forgive the other person. Not for the other person. We all know this, but it's for me. Right. Yeah. It's it, it's 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 for us to give mm -hmm. to give that um that that restoration and that healing. You know, and, and you know, part of uh Second Corinthians um five seventeen. You know, where I said yesterday about new creatures in Christ. You know, you go down to uh, five twenty. You know, it tells us that we are ambassadors for Christ, mm -hmm. and it tells us say we we beg you, we implore you, be reconciled to God. Yeah. That reconciliation is there for us. You know, God made Christ who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we can be made the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus took it all. Why don't we just cast all our cares on him, cast all our hurts, our complaints, our issues on the Lord Jesus Christ, pick up his burden for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Carry that instead of our baggage. Yeah. You know, it's so much easier for us. It's, it was for some folks, it's hard, but it's a whole lot easier with the outcome mm -hmm. when you pick it up and you do it the way the Bible tells you to do it instead of the way that you want to do it because you're not yielding the same result. Well, when it's like a lot of times, I don't know if it happened to you, babe, but when we went through difficulties, I felt like if, if I would show mercy, I was the one who would show weakness and there was no reward on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's on the contrary. If I show mercy and I show forgiveness and I show that I, to my father that I'm ready and ready to move on, it's not for you, it's for me. Right. Because that makes me look more like my father in heaven. Mm -hmm. And I know it's a difficult thing because what Hollywood sell now that is independency, I ain't going to let you do me like that. Mm -hmm. and, you do me like this and I'm going to do twice yeah. as that because it's all about, I think it's really a lot of pride going on. Yeah, um, um, there's pride. And I tell you, there have been things, you know, that I've done over the years in our marriage that I'm so hurtful and sorry, you know, that I did it because I was just purposely trying to hurt you, mm -hmm. you know, for the thing that I was suffering for and that I was um, struggling with. Uh, remember the time? I mean, it's it's. I mean, what do okay. you do? <laughs> we 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 are way beyond this. That's why we are able to effectively, you know, share our stories with you because you know, you know, there, there there's nothing between us, nothing that could ever drive us apart. But in our, Jesus' but name, it, yes, in Jesus' yeah. name. <laughs> but you know, remember the time when we were going through an issue and. Um, you know, you made me a cup of coffee when I was going to work. Oh, Jesus. I and, mean, you know, I'm coming out of the bedroom, walking well, God, through the kitchen, uh -huh, getting ready to go to work. And she says, here, I made you a cup of coffee. 
And I looked at her, I looked at the coffee and I just turned and walked out of the door, you know, and because I knew I wanted the coffee. <laughs> you know, I wanted the coffee, you oh, know, Lord. but I just wanted to hurt my Maria so bad. Well, at that time she was my wife. <laughs> I wanted to hurt her so bad that I didn't want to receive anything from her. And I wanted her to know, hey, guys, men, women, that's the wrong attitude to have. Well, you know? not only that, that doesn't I, I always say it to you, and I know it sounds like out here, broken river. What you do against me, it really doesn't affect me as much as it affects right. you. Right. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and that gave me encouraged to, like, you know what? My joy completely comes from God. And I, I purposely, it doesn't default, like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. No, no. I purposely got Maria, you give yourself a cup, you know who your God is, and give him on God's hand. Mm -hmm. And he will do what only he can do. And even if he cannot work on his heart, my heart is going to be okay because. Mm -hmm. I keep my heart pure before the Lord. But tell them what happened after that, because I was upset, but I said, God? And then that's when God did what only he could do, yes. which he was conviction. Yes. I yeah. pray for you when you left mm -hmm. that cup of coffee. I said, Father, that's your son. You deal with it. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a prayer before I didn't know so much about the word of God. No, no, no. I, I, like we say many times before, I did pray for him to leave, not for him to die. But... um. Because I didn't know any better. However, what happened after you look at the coffee and you left? What did God do to you? Um, I don't remember. He got you. <laughs> you don't remember? No. That's the part. That, see, I don't remember the meanness. I remember the good things. You uh, came back and you repented. Oh, I can't. I, oh, yes. I came you back. You were scared. Because I was scared, I tell you. I mean, for <laughs> I, I thought I was really um, unsaved. And I thought I was going to die and go to hell. You know, because of how I acted. And I mean, I tell you, I really felt something inside of me that was a strong conviction. Like, you know, the pit and the hole in your stomach's like, hey, dude, you are in some serious trouble, serious trouble. So I came back and I and, and I went I went to you on my knees. I went to my Maria on you my were knees. Crying. Yeah, I was. Like, I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't you know. know and I was like, I don't know what happened, but I tell you, I mean. I felt that I was lost. And you that's know? a conviction and of the was, Holy Spirit. It, 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 it was a terrible feeling. And I tell you what, you know, I don't wish anybody would ever <laughs> feel how that would, way. How would that would be so much different if it was like you allow that coffee to be there and not retaliating through the hot coffee at you? It would whole, be a whole oh, different new what, story, I huh? Think, I think it somebody would, be... would have been in jail. <laughs> you. <know>? <laughs> you. <laughs> But it could be, I would kind of yeah. got to sit and grab that cup of coffee and slam it to the floor mm -hmm. and look at what it would have Well, I'd us. rather have hot coffee than hot grits because grits will stick to you. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make, babe, look how beautiful it is when you allow yes. God when you to allow the do work of the, Holy the Spirit. correction yes. instead mm -hmm. of you. Mm -hmm. So many times, I think women start more tend to do this. Like, we're going to punish you. We're not going to have any sex. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not, then, I'm not giving then, the silent treatment. I'm not know, talking to you him. You give the silent treatment, and then you don't give sex. And when he goes out there and does something out of wedlock, you know, you want to get mad. Not that it's justifiable. No. But it's like, you know, what are you doing setting to help you, in that situation? That will be me yeah. setting you for failure. Because mm -hmm. it's not helping the situation. I'm not being a very know? good Christian then. Yeah. But mm -hmm. a lot of times, if you sin and you go out, now it's all your fault, but what about the part you're responsible right. for? Mm -hmm. You know, I want to leave you with this thought, and I think this is very important 
what to do after betrayal for the healing part to come. The word of God says in James chapter 5, 60, say, confess, confess your, your sin sins one to, to one another. another. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to, um, before I was able to talk to you about what I did, about the adultery, I went to the elders of that church and I talked to them about what I did mm-hmm. so they can advise me. They pray with me. They pray that I will have wisdom how to deal with the situation. They pray that I will be bold, be able to speak out to you. You know, I think the first step was not just calm. Mm-hmm. And it is important for me to confess it to you. Right. But I will seek wisdom mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the people in the church. Right. That was so crucial to belong to the body of Christ. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, in that, I tell you, men, women, I mean, don't take on this, you know, thing of like, well, you know, you lied because you didn't tell me when it happened. Mm-hmm. And so now you've been living a lie for X amount of years. I say, that's not working. If you're looking for a way out, you know, you can find a way out based on anything. Yeah. You know, the but Bible if you're says for I healing, can, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you lied. So it's like, you know, hey, I can divorce now. No, it's not about that. You know, it's about the reconciliation that only God can bring, only God can live. And when you do that, you know, just get into the word of God. It's going to help you in your mm-hmm. betrayal, help you how to recover, and it'll help you if with everything you do in life. Amen. So, you know, um, and uh, in closing, we just want to say, hey, you know, God bless you. Uh, mm-hmm. May his grace and mercy be upon you. And I tell you, check us out, you know, spread the word about our marriage conference that's coming up. And um, hey, hit us up on the social media, on our email, send us an email. And just, just talk to us. Let us know that you're out there, that you're listening. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> and, it's uh, very hey, encouraging. You know, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Until next time, we love you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Wow Marriage Podcast. We pray that the experiences shared today will not only bless you, but inspire you to have your very own Wow Marriage. To stay connected, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and also visit our website at thewowmarriage.com to watch this podcast and others in video. We call you blessed in Jesus' name.